Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Only thing I will Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast Dane here with Wags But folks you don't want to hear from us tonight. We have an insanely cool special guest today. Um, folks, Green Bay Packers defensive back Shamar John Charles joins the podcast. Shamar, what's up, man? Welcome to the pod. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Appreciate you, Wag, and appreciate you, Dane, for inviting me. Excited for the opportunity to speak with you guys, man. Heard a lot about the podcast and teammates. And yeah, I'm excited to be here, man. Oh man, that's that's so cool to hear. Thank you so much, dude. And I, I, we got to ask you. You've been in Green Bay for a couple of years, but um, you know, I can't imagine this gets old. So I have to ask the question up front, Jamar. How does it feel to be a Green Bay Packer? Ah, uh, it's still kind of surreal. You know, just thinking back at it. Uh, for one, you know, it's 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 the Packers. You know, this is a national brand. Um, everybody knows the Packers, everybody knows the green and yellow. It's, everybody knows Lombardi Trophy and Lambeau Field. And, you know, just, it's crazy. It's going into year three now. It's like, it's, it's, it's still here. Like, wow, it's still a Packer. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. So I, I love it. Just to answer your question. Yeah, Shamar, we got a lot of stuff we want to hit on here, but just first of all, think about the off season. I know you battled uh, a nagging ankle injury last year. So how's the health? Are you feeling good? Have you been able to get a, a full off season program in and feeling, feeling like your body's uh, closer to 100% as you're getting ready for training camp coming up here in a few weeks? Oh, yeah, I feel great. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. Uh Ready to go out there and compete again, you know, getting tired of sitting here in the in the house down here in South Florida, enjoying, enjoying the sun. But, you know, I'm ready to go back and compete. Uh, my ankle's feeling great. Uh been down here rehabbing and, uh, you know, just fine-tuning the ankle up. And it, it feels good. It feels good, man. Just ready to go back out there and compete with the guys a couple more weeks. So, excited, man. That's great. And I, and I'll tell you what. So we've been tracking, obviously, all of the mini camps and everything so far. And, you know, Shamar, something that's always been very interesting to us watching you since you've come to Green Bay is you're a dude that's flexible. You're a dude that can play all over the place. And, and we've seen you at times play in the slot. At times we've seen you out of the boundaries. I saw you doing a little bit more on the outside, I think, during mini camps for everything that we've been able to track. So just wanted to hear. You know, what's what's that looking like for you? Is there a, a certain position uh, that the, the coaching staff's looking at from you currently? Are you still playing across the board? Because we believe that you can play any position in that defensive back room. But what, what's that looking like right now? And as you're heading in to training camp in August, um, you know, uh, is there a certain position that you're really zeroing in on? Or are you still uh, showing your flexibility? Oh, man. So... One of my biggest things uh getting drafted was I wanted to one show that I I take football and I study football at a very, very high level. Um I take a lot of pride in uh my football IQ and I've always been like that. 
Um, ever since I was little, I just studied the game a lot. And, uh, you know, just being versatile is something that I always wanted to stamp coming in the, coming into the league. But, you know, during this, uh, LTA period this past spring, you know, I even got some reps at safety too. So, you know, just being able to play all five positions, you know, the more you could do, the better. Pretty sure you guys hear that a lot. So, you know, it keeps you around. Um, and it, it shows the coaches that, you know, that I'm here. So whenever you're wherever, whenever you need me, like I'm available, uh, whether that's free safety, strong safety, uh, nickel, dime, corner, uh, I can play it all. Uh, and I, and I play it with full confidence. And, uh, you know, that just comes in, comes with, you know, a lot of preparation and just studying my craft and watching the guys in front of me. And uh, learning from their mistakes, learning from the good plays they have, the bad plays, and just, you know, just being a sponge. Um, you know, even though I haven't played that much, you know, I still look at the guys that have played in front of me. And, uh, you know, we have a great room, especially in the DB room. Like, we all kind of like brothers, for real. <laughs> you know, our DB room is hilarious. Um, so we all, it's all love in there. So, you know, everybody wants to teach the next guys. Nobody holding out. And, uh, you know, having guys like Rasul, Jair. Uh, Darnell, Rudy Ford, Keyshawn, Stokes coming in with Stokes like, bro, we, we all compete. And, uh, just specifically for me, you know, I just pride myself on being versatile and yeah, just being able to play all five positions in the back end. Yeah. And you mentioned some of your teammates, some of those guys. And I think a lot of fans, uh, certainly are aware of and, and talk about those guys and Shamara. Frankly, I don't think you do get talked about enough. I, what is your mental state as you come into the third season? We talked a little bit about you were battling some of that ankle injury last year. Um, Packers didn't go out and invest in any high draft picks at the cornerback or safety position. But at the same time, you know this as well as anybody. You can't get too comfortable in this league. It doesn't matter who you are. So maybe you're not necessarily looking over your shoulder at a high draft pick uh, that just came into the, the position group. But at the same time, how are you balancing that to stay humble, stay hungry, and knowing that going into year three, you perhaps have a great opportunity to to, to really carve out a, a role for yourself this season? Uh, man, for me personally, I would just say I've just been taking things one day at a time. And like, I really believe in, you know, literally I have to put 110% into today and not worry about tomorrow and not dwell on yesterday. And, uh, that's big for me, especially playing DB, being in my situation. Um, you know, just having to sit behind guys, uh, you know, still playing when I have, but you know, sitting behind guys for the most part. Um, and just understanding that, you know, when I get my opportunity, to just take advantage of it and run with it. Uh, you know, I, at the end of the day, this is a kid's game. Uh, and, uh, I try to keep that in the back of my head. So at the end of the day, you know, if I'm not having fun, then there's no point in me playing anymore, in my opinion. So that's the biggest thing for me. Take things one day at a time and just remember that it's a kid's game. You know, I play the best position in the world. I play the hardest position to play in the world. So there's only a couple of us on the planet Earth that could do what we do. So at the end of the day, it's like, man, I might as well just have fun doing it. You know what I'm saying? So I just keep that in the back of my head and uh, I just keep working hard at the end of the day. And like I said, I just stay ready, staying ready. That's the biggest thing for me, you know, just staying ready and uh, just cheering the guys on that's in front of me right now. 
and, uh, you know, just wishing the best for everybody in the room. And then when I get my opportunity, same way I show love to them, I expect the same thing. I expect them to show love to me. So. Wow. So you, you know, I think so often fans, um, and Packer fans, every fan out there, the NFL, they think about the physical aspects of the game because you are a world class athlete and there's no doubt about it. You've played at a high level. Um, but you talked a little bit about, you know, the, the mental side. You're somebody that I've read quotes. I've heard, you know, we haven't had a chance to talk before today, but, um, you're, you're somebody that's open about, you know, mental health and some of the work that, you know, that you do. And I just, it's really fascinating to me because I have seen, we have watched a ton of football over our, our lives. And I'm sure all three of us, right, have. And you see some of the best athletes, doesn't matter football, baseball, and they can be phenomenal, but, you know, mentally something goes and, you know, they're just not the same player. So what does the mental side of this game mean for you? Um, not only schematically, but just to stay present and stay day to day. And, and how did you kind of come to that? Because you are playing cornerback, which they say you have to have a short memory to play cornerback at the National Football League. So, you know, what is your mental makeup to do this and do this at such a high level? Uh, man, uh, for me, I would say, um, like I said before, just taking things one day at a time. Uh, I'm a big reader, so I read a lot of books. I read a lot of mental wellness books. So you ask any guys that's in a locker room, like I read every morning. So I'm always, I'm always in a book. Guys are always asking me like, what am I reading in the locker room? It's funny. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, I just try to apply the things that I read on a day to day basis. And that kind of helps me, uh, me personally, uh, playing DB. I've been playing DB for a couple of years now. Um, you know, since high school and, uh, so you kind of, you kind of, you kind of grow that mentality where it's like, man, next play. You know, at the end of the day, it's next play. Cause yeah, you might have one bad play now, but if I lock in how I'm supposed to lock in, I could catch a pick for 60 yards. <laughs> hey, nobody's going to remember that bad play. So at the end of the day, it's, that's kind of the mentality that I've grown. And you know, just having talks with God, like I'm human too. I have good days and I have, you know, Tougher days. I don't really like to say bad days, but tougher days. And like, that's when I lean on my teammates. Like I said, we got a great room. So it's easy to talk to pretty much everybody in the room. So if I, I've talked to, I've had one on one talks with Rasul, you know, that's my locker roommate. We, our lockers are right next to each other. Um, I've had one on one talks with Jair. He's been down here in South Florida and me and him have chopped it up. You know, we talked about more than just football, but we talked about life, you know, Stokes. That's one of my best friends on the team. You know, we got drafted together. So me and him pretty much hung out every day to this day. You know, we were just with each other a couple of days ago. Um, so and we just talked more about football and life. So, I mean, that that helps, too, especially when you got a, a great supporting cast. And then our coaches make it even better, too, because, you know, they're good people as well. So we have a lot of resources. And uh, just personally, I would say, you know, reading books and just, you know, not making a situation bigger than what it is. And understanding that, you know, yeah, if something bad happens, I don't want that to take away from something good possibly happening next. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what works for me. Yeah, and you mentioned the coaches. I was going to ask, too, because you've got 
two new coaches, um, the defensive backs with coach Williams, the passing game coordinator and coach Downard, um, the defensive backs coach. So in the experience that you've had with them so far this off season, um, is there anything different that you see them bringing to the table? Obviously it's still coach Barry's scheme on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but anything that you have noticed that's been a little bit different in terms of slight tweaks and adjustments, I'm not expecting you to give away any trade secrets here, but yeah, I'm just yeah. curious if there's anything that us as fans might notice just casually watching uh, or what we can expect if there's anything that'll be different or a different look that we'll see uh, when you get guys get out there in the field. Uh, for me, I would say that the scheme is the scheme. Like you said, Joe B is still here. We all love Joe B. You know, <laughs> Joe B is Joe B. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to be there to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, just for like, we, I call him G Money, Coach Gray Williams. Um, he's been great. You know, we had uh, Coach OG last year and uh, well, my first two years. And, you know, he brings just a different element, uh, Coach Gray. He's, uh, you know, of course he's younger than our old, our older, G, uh, defensive back coach. So it's just, you know, I feel like the energy level is just a little bit different, you know, not necessarily say that it was bad before because we always had a, a great room. Um, but like Coach G, you know, he's, he, he, he's, he's energetic, man. Like he's an energizer bunny and like he makes you, he gets you going, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you got to play with energy because he has energy, you know, and uh, he's been around the game so much. And like he coaches you while you out there. And uh, the biggest thing is like I feel like G Money does a good job of, of, of letting guys play with a lot of freedom. Not to say that, like he's going to let us just go crazy and do whatever we want to do. But, you know, he lets us he lets all the guys play with freedom. He lets you play to your abilities and lets us all play to win. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I feel like that's big for all of us because, you know, we all are good athletes, but we all have different playing styles. As you guys can see, like every guy plays a little bit differently. So G Money does a good job of letting guys just, you know, get off the leash and do what we do best. And, uh, I love it. You know, me and him have some good conversations and, uh, you know, he, he, he's excited about the opportunity and shoot, we love being around G Money. So it's been great so far. And RD, cause right down and he's, RD is RD, man. Me and him trade books. We talk all the time, man. And, uh, we talk about life. You know, he's just had his baby too. So we, we talk about his kids and stuff like that. And, uh, he's a good dude too. And, uh, he's so technical with everything. Like he breaks the game down and RD is so smart. It's like, it's like, <laughs> I don't even know, man. It's just like he, he knows what's going to happen before it happens. And it, it helps all of us, you know, from the safeties to the corners to the nickels, dimes. It doesn't matter. Like it's, it's all one fine tune and, uh, should be fun this year, man. Should be fun. I'm expecting a lot of interceptions and a lot of big plays, you know, if I had to say so myself. Oh, I like that. And, and, uh, Pac fans, what y'all hear that right there. We love it. And we agree. I mean, this is a defense that Wags and I have talked a ton about that you're a part of Shamar that we think the sky's the limit. Um, not only from, from, from the talent, but the schematically, this is a team that I think is growing together and you've been a part of that growth. Um, so question for you, um, you know, last year, you were really, I mean, even in the preseason last year, you played again, I think it was a Saints game late in August. I mean, you had a couple really, really standout performance plays um, that that were noteworthy. I was kind of going back on some notes from that. And I mean, lack of a better term, you're sticky. 
man, you're sticky on these wide receivers. And I, I'm just wondering, do you do you have a preference over, um, you know, playing in the slot versus out, outside on the boundary? Um, you know, like if all things were equal, if if you had to play one, quote had to, quote unquote, one play, um, are you would you prefer to be more of a slot guy or an outside guy, um, just based on your skill set? Because as you said, everybody does play the game a little bit differently. I've noticed that you're very aggressive at the line of scrimmage. You're somebody that's not afraid to, you know get in there and mix it up with the wide receiver. So, you know, what does that lend itself for you then, Shamar John Charles? Oh, uh, man. So, you know, I'm about 5'10", 180. So, you know, guys feel like they can just bully me a lot. So, you know, I have a little bit of little man syndrome out there. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I just uh, – for me, man, it doesn't matter. Uh, and I explained that to my coaches, and uh, we had great talks too, like I said, me and Money. And I just told them, man, like, I feel comfortable playing anywhere. Uh, Money has explained to me that he he loves the way that I'm able to communicate at nickel because I kind of could be more of a, like a quarterback on the field where I could get guys aligned and move how I have to move. And it's kind of like me for, me versus the quarterback out there, especially playing nickel, um, getting guys aligned and making sure we're in the right adjustments. And, you know, now with our scheme, like we're a little bit more in the box, I'm here to say. So, like, we're playing run fits a little bit more in the – you know, I'm just able to communicate a lot more. But, you know, outside corner, it takes the ball a little bit longer to get there. So it's like you, as a DB, you kind of like that as well because it's like you got a little bit more recovery time to get to the ball, you know, and the ball has to be perfect a lot of times when they throw it out wide. So, you know, for me, man, anywhere the ball is going, that's where I want to play at, to be honest. Uh and I feel like that's how everybody in our room feels. Um, whether you could play the position or not, we all just want to be around the ball, be able to make plays. And, um, yeah, man, I just try to use that mentality. No fear and just go out there and just have fun and play. And uh, when, the, when the ball is coming my way, just make plays on the ball. At the end of the day, if it's not a pick, uh, the raw receiver should not be catching the ball. So that's how, that's how I feel, me personally. Yeah, that's great. And I appreciate that insight. Uh, Shamar, in my real life uh, career, I'm a business coach and we talk a lot about personal development. So I just want to ask you from year one to year two, now to year three, what have you learned along the way so far that you feel like you've really applied to your own development um, to get you to where you are? currently and is there any particular aspects of your game that you've really tried to focus on and and fine-tune and and really develop and into uh, making as as strong as possible for your craft oh man so for one i would say just being here in green bay being around a lot of good vets has helped me a lot um like i said we have a great room sul jair um you know we had adrian uh, savage rudy dallin Levitt, um, he's another guy, Keyshawn. So, you know, just being around guys like that and who carry themselves the way they carry themselves, it's like, as a rookie, man, that's all, that's all you can ask for. You know, going into year one, coming out of App State, it's like, you don't really know what to expect for real. Um, you get around guys like Aaron Rod, guys you watch growing up, Devontae, you know, like just being around our vets in the ZB room, you know, that the way they carry themselves, it's like, it's easy. Just follow them. You know, it's obvious that, you know, things are working out for them now. And it's crazy because everybody has a story. Like everybody in the room has like a crazy story, how they got to this point, 
But, you know, just hearing stuff like Rasul being on, like, five sixteens before he got to Green Bay and then seeing the type of player he is, it's like – I look back and I'm like, man, like, what's wrong with those teams giving – you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. taking a chance on him. So it's crazy, man, but just seeing everybody and just seeing how much of a pro everybody is in the building. Um, like, it's Green Bay. It's not really too much to get into, so it's, like, it's easy to lock in on football. And um, for one, you know, I'm not really a – the, the the type of dude that likes to go out every day, you know, I go out every blue moon. So it's like if I'm not in the house, I'm watching film, chilling in the house, playing a game, um, whooping on Stokes and Madden. You know, you can ask him about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's easy, man, just following them. But, you know, on the field-wise, you know, my biggest thing is just, you know, pre-snap anticipation. And that was my biggest thing. Like I said before, it's like being able to play all five, it's like it's a different perspective from all five positions. Um, it's different things you have to anticipate, but it's all the same in a way. So for me, it was just like every year I just want to get smarter and smarter, like understanding, okay, when a wide receiver does this or when he lines up like this, boom, this is probably going to happen. Or when Jordan gives this type of cadence on this D&D, you know, they're probably running this. You know what I'm saying? So those are some of the things I tried to key in on during OTAs and, uh, you know, just having a guy like Aaron before he left, you know, it's, he's the best in the world at what he does. So, you know, just asking so many questions. And, you know, I used to ask Aaron a question at least twice a day. I'm asking him something, like something I messed up on, you know, something I can improve on, certain plays. And, you know, same thing with Devontae when he was here. You know, I used to ask him all the time, especially when I played a lot of the scout team. You know, I would have a lot of reps on him my rookie year. You know, he's the best receiver in the league. So it was like whatever I could get out of him, I tried to ask, and I tried to be a sponge. Never got never got too offended by anything, by any criticism. I always took it for what it was to get better, and uh, it's been helping. So first of all, we're definitely going to have to ask Stokes about Madden because I'm wondering if he if he uh, maybe doesn't agree with that. But that's neither here nor there, yeah, uh, Shamar. Yeah. Um, but um, where does the love of the game come from? And where does this passion come from? Because, you know, we, we, we talk to a lot of athletes. And, and listening to you talk right now, man, like you can feel like you love this game. You want to be doing this. This is what you want to be doing, right? So, like, where does that come from? Where does that drive come from? How do, how do you get to that point? Man, I would say just like – Coming from South Florida, where, you know, this is like a boiling pot. Football is the mecca down here. They start as young. And the crazy thing is, like, when I started playing football, I played O-line. Like, I played, <laughs> I played offensive line. Yeah, I was the smallest guy out there, and I didn't know any of the rules. But, like, I tell people now that's the most fun level of football I ever played. When I, and I played center at that. Like, so I was hiking the ball in the middle of the line. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, how man. big so were I, you? Like, so are we talking like fourth grade? Like, well, how young were you when you started? Literally, I started playing football. I started playing tackle football second grade. Second grade so I yeah. started out playing flag football. And uh, when I started playing tackle football, I started out playing O-line. And I was the littlest dude out there. But I've always been, like, naturally strong. Like, it, it was weird. So, yeah, man. So, just – it. I feel like the humbleness just comes from that, just understanding that, you know, I've been – I played other positions before. So, like, when guys will have a rough day or, like, a good day, it's, like, kind of like, man, I know I know how that feels, especially the old linemen. Like, and I always connect well with, like, old linemen. That's another crazy thing. Old linemen and D linemen, like, interior guys, 
like those are usually the guys I'm usually the closest with, you know, growing up since little league all the way up to the league now. Um, for example, me and Jonathan Ford, we train together. Yeah, man, that, that's my dude. So we, we out there every day. We, we were working out together today, this morning. So cool. it's crazy, man. But I feel like that's where it comes from and just, you know, just wanting to see other guys win and, uh, wanting to receive that same love. So. Yeah, and speaking of off the field, uh, you've had a busy off season. I know there's a couple, um, things that have been really cool that you've been able to participate in. Um, first of all, just a couple of days ago, you had a youth football camp at your alma mater in Miramar, uh, Florida at, at your high school. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit more about that? That's, uh, it just seems like a really cool thing that you were able to do. Yeah, man. So like I said before, I'm originally from Miramar, Florida. She's in Broward County, Florida, border of Dade. Um, and, uh, this was the first, we had our first annual SSJ skills camp for the youth. And, uh, it was the first one ever at my high school. So a lot of guys don't know. I, the, I, the high school that I went to was the same one that Geno Smith went to, um, Stedman Bailey and a couple other guys too. And, uh, we all came from the same high school. So, you know, just being able to be the first to do it is, is big for me. And, uh, it was, it was good, man. We had a bunch of kids show out. Um, the staff was great. A couple of the guys from the team came, like Stokes came down there, Jonathan Ford, um, uh, Showtime was down there. Well, his, yeah, he was down there in Miami. He couldn't make it, but his, his brother and everything, Alvin was down there. Um, yeah, we had a good, a good amount of guys, other guys from the league that were out there and the kids loved it. We had a 360 camera for the kids to take videos. We had an ice cream truck out there. We had the food. I had my best friend from high school catering food. So it was a good community event, man. We had the, we had the city council come out, the vice mayor. So it was pretty, it was pretty cool out there, man. It was the first annual camp. Um, and I just see it just blowing, blowing up every year and just getting bigger and bigger. That's great. First of many, right, man? That's so cool. You're able to do that and, you know, kind of give back to you, you know, where you came from. And I know also when you're in Green Bay, you do a ton with the Alzheimer's Association. How did that come about? Oh, uh, man. So since college, I've like, it's weird, man. I just naturally like helping other people. So like there was no motivation. Well, not, I wouldn't say there was no motivation, but there was like no reasoning behind me wanting to get involved i just hit up my agent when i got drafted and i was like hey i want to find a non-profit something that i don't really know too much about i want to learn about it and i want to help it was as simple as that like so i was just googling i was just googling a bunch of uh, non-profits locally and i'm like man okay i know i know a lot about that boom you know okay i know a lot about that one okay so then i came across the alzheimer's association and uh I was like, I don't know too much about dementia and Alzheimer's and just that whole, that whole perspective and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it's just been a blessing ever since. Um, that's when I met, uh, this lady named Carrie and she's like the president and she runs like all operations over there locally, Green Bay. And, uh, we've had so many different opportunities to give back. Um, that was the first time I've ever been and met like, you know, senior citizens that are like dealing with Alzheimer's and dementia. So that was, that was big for me because it was a different avenue, something I wasn't used to. Um, and that was pretty cool. Just learning their stories and just getting to meet them. I understand that, man, they, some of the greatest people you ever meet. And it's, it's crazy. They're like some of the greatest people. 
and uh, the Alzheimer's Association. We've done so much locally. We had events at Lambeau. Um, we had a walkathon. We had blanket giveaways. We had toy drives. Like it's it's been pretty cool. And uh, I'm going on year three working with them and excited, excited for what we got com- cooking up this year. You know. I love it. I love it, man. Never a dull moment. And and I I also I think I saw. Did your dad get a new truck? What what happened with that? That's amazing, dude. What what? How did that come about? Yeah, man. So it was crazy. Like he had no idea that he was getting the truck. So the whole time it was crazy. It was me, my girlfriend, my mom, and uh, we were just we went uh, car shopping because you know I have. I'm just letting you guys know, I have a challenger. So I have a challenger, a black challenger. And, you know, I don't feel like that's the best option in, in the Wisconsin snow. And I didn't realize that until this past year when I got stuck about four times. So, you know, it kind of, it kind of helped in like keeping the surprise a surprise. Cause the whole time he's thinking like, you know, we're, we're car shopping and whatnot. I'm like, man, I got to give me a truck. Got to give me a truck. So I'm asking him. And I'm like, man, like, what do you think? Like the whole time, like, what do you, what do you think about this truck? Like, I like this truck. What do you think? And he gave me his opinion or whatnot. And uh funny thing is, my dad's been driving his Ford truck for about 20 years, pushing up almost 20 years. Like, the the truck was made in 2004. He bought it in 06 and had it ever since. And like, it's been, it's been running ever since. And uh, you know, I've had the truck. My brother's driven the truck. Uh, my sister's driven the truck. We all have driven the truck for like three million miles on the truck. It's, you know, it's, it's worn down, but you know, that's his truck. That's his baby. So, you know, we ended up, um, I tried to get it for Father's Day, but I waited till my birthday, which was made it even more special and, uh, end up getting the truck, came home. Uh, he was already at the house or well, he was coming from work. Boom, 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 met him at the house. And, you know, I'm showing him the truck or whatnot, me and my mom. I'm like, yeah, man, like, you love it. Woo, woo. It was a, a Toyota Tacoma and uh, a 2020. And he's like, yeah, man, like, it's a great truck. Woo, woo. Gave him the keys and was like, you know, it's yours, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I got him. And uh, that was a special moment for all of us, man. He was so happy. Like, he was so happy. And it, it meant a lot, too, because, you know, he's been dealing with – um well, our whole family's been dealing with, uh, you know, his father, which is my grandpa, just passed away recently. So, you know, it was, it, it was big for me to just be able to put a smile on his face and, you know, something special like that. He, we still talk about the truck every day. You know, he's done add different parts to the truck. He's going to put a cover on the back and do tents on it. <laughs> he's getting the truck right. Like, that's his baby. So, you know, I was just happy to be able to do that for my dad. He worked so hard, you know, working two jobs and, taking care of all of us his whole life and his story is even crazy. So, you know, just being able to do that was big for me. Well, that's really special. And our condolences on your grandfather passing too. Um, so Shamar, I, I just want to ask too, just one more football question from me. And then uh, if Dan has a couple more questions, we can wrap up here. want to be cognizant of your time. Um, but what, what individually, does success look like for you this year in year three? I mean, just selfishly looking at goals for yourself. Um, what what do you define as success for this upcoming season for yourself? Personally, I'm gonna give you the true 110 percent honest answer. Uh, for me, if I could finish each and every individual day and look back and tell myself I gave 
the day, everything I got, and I'm then I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? And I'm and I'm good. Uh, I try not to look too much into the future, and I like to. And I'm real big on staying present. Um, and I wasn't always like this, but you know, after reading a lot and uh, just a lot of mindful mindfulness training and all of that, you know, I just I realized that you know I can't neglect today. And, uh, you know, if I give 110% of me every day, you know, the rest of the stuff will take care of itself. You know, the playing time, being able to make, go out there on the field and really, really help the team the way I want to, like all of that is going to come, you know, in the process of me just working, you know, just cheer the guys on that are in front of me, you know, until it's my turn. And, uh, yeah, man, that's the biggest thing. And, uh, you know, the Packers in the Super Bowl, that's it. You know, if we get in the Super Bowl, then I'm happy. We get in the Super Bowl, and I'm ecstatic. That seems—I'll tell you what—we will your time, and I think that. Oh, I think we might have lost Dane. I'm sorry about that, but I'll—I'll I'll jump in here. Now that's—that's that's really cool. I think uh, all of us would be super happy uh, if that came to fruition, Shamar. So. Um, I, before we let you go, Dana, it looks like you reconnected here. So I want to give you a chance to respond and, and finish up if you had one more comment or question here for Shamar. You know, Shamar, I just said that sounds great. If you're balling out and the Packers are in the Super Bowl, Wags and I are going to be real happy. And I know everybody listening are too. So we love that. Um, just thank you for taking the time, man. We're going to be cheering super hard for you. Uh, all camp. I know our audience will be as well. Uh, before we let you go, though, can you give us a go pack go? <clears throat> of course. <laughs> Man, do, you, we, do we have a countdown? Is like, how we doing? It's just off the Listen, you, 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 you do your thing. We're just gonna, we're just gonna chill. Take your time. All right, man. For one, I want to say appreciate you. I want to appreciate you, Wag. I want to appreciate you, Dane, for having me today. Uh, the Lombardi Legends podcast, you know, this is the one to check out. Um, you guys have amazing content. I've seen a couple of the videos from my teammates and, uh, love what you guys are doing, man. Just keep it up. You guys, just how you guys say you're watching me, I'll continue watching you guys. You guys got a fan in me. Um, and yeah, I want to end off the show by saying go, pack, go. Packs in the Super Bowl. Yeah, first. Love it. Yeah. Thanks so much, Shamar. Go Pack Go. And really, really appreciate you coming out. Um, Really great to talk to you, man. And if we don't get a chance to connect for the season, good luck with everything in camp in this upcoming season. Appreciate it. Yep. Take care. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say.